we going? All right, we're rolling. All right, back. We talk balls. We got Bryson here, diehard Purdue fan. Has some choice words for the Colts today. And then yes, sir. Yes, sir. The local Bears fan, Cameron Ginner. His first time on. Uh, anything to say before we hop into the games? I got a lot to say, but I'll wait. We'll, we'll wait. We'll wait till we get to the Colts. All right. We'll wait till we get to the Colts. Then I'll unload. All right. We'll start off. Uh, Seahawks, Bucks in Germany. Any any words? That was, that was a pretty good game. I'll I'll give it to Gino. Um, dude balled out in the second half. I mean, I thought he was. Uh, I thought they were donezo. Um, in the first half, down 14 nothing, But he came back there in the second half, threw a couple really good balls. Um, I was impressed with Gino. Still got it. Don't know how. <clears throat> Phil, I know yeah. we talked about this last week. How are the Seahawks good? It doesn't – I don't – It doesn't – It doesn't – It makes zero sense. But, I mean, they got a really good running back, good defense, good enough defense – and I mean, Gino's playing the year of his life. I mean, top five MVP candidate, not even a hot take. They've got a quarterback that's going to go out there and he's not going to lose them games. He may not win them games, but he's not going to lose them. Yeah. Right. I mean, look at his, his stats from last week 275, two touchdowns, no interceptions, ran four attempts for 22 yards. He's not doing anything wrong. It's just like a Kirk Cousins situation. He's just managing the game. You need to slow down, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, don't hate on Kirk. Don't hate on Kirk like that. But we'll get to that too. I do want to say though, the Bucks look significantly better with White running the ball over Fournette. I don't know if it was just a one-time thing, but their offense looks significantly better with him running the ball. I don't know if it's just Lenny getting old, not having the explosiveness, but White definitely ran the ball better. It's weird. I mean, Lenny was pounding the rock the first two or three weeks. And then I feel like the Bucks get really pass happy anytime they get down. So in a game like that where they're up 14 nothing and they can continue to pound the rock, like White had 22 carries um, after Fournette got hurt. But they get really pass happy. I don't know if that's a Tom thing or just a Bucks thing in general, but yeah. Inexperienced coaching, maybe. Yeah. I'm still not I'm still not sold on either team. I don't. Seahawks aren't legit. I don't think, and the Bucks aren't back. I they're not think. legit enough to win a Super Bowl. No, they're but, far from it. But hey, going six and four right now with it, that roster, like, right. And you all, you also got to think both divisions that they plan aren't particularly great this year. Yeah, that's the true. South is horrible, and the West has been very underwhelming. So, I mean, two teams that are probably going to sneak into the postseason. So. You know, who knows? Tampa Bay's playing in a horrible division this year. I mean, the fact that Carolina is yeah. in consideration for the division is just – It's the absolutely amazing. the last few years. Baker Mayfield is absolutely dog shit. Not hating on P.J. Walker because <laughs> like that guy. But Baker's dog shit. They trade McCaffrey. They're selling. And somehow they still have a contention if they go on a streak yeah. to make the playoffs. I'd love, I'd love to see Matt Corral. I know he's hurt which is unfortunate, but that'd be a guy that I'd like to see because he's in a situation where, like, what do they have to lose? But with him right. getting hurt, they don't really get to right. flip So, them. real fast, realistically, say Corral doesn't get in this year. Do they use that top pick on a quarterback, or do you think they wait and see about 
corral. Like, is it worth waiting to see, or you think they jump on a quarterback? I think they're jumping on. I think they're jumping on Stroud or Young. See, my opinion is I think they have more holes to fill than just quarterback. Now, and North Carolina's quarterback. I mean, if they suck again next year, they can get North Carolina's quarterback the next year, and he's a stud. I mean, a stud. Caleb Williams is also legit. Uh, so I, I think it's say, here. You you let I that guy go. Having a quarterback fixes a lot of things in the NFL. I was a big guy on the Bengals not getting Burrow because I thought they had too much that they needed to work on instead of getting Burrow. Right. And look at him now. I mean, I'll wear yep. that one. Yep. Uh, slide over to the game of the year. Electric. Electric. I, I, I saw, mean, saw a uh, a stat about an hour ago. The Bills are two and nine in one score games with Josh Allen. Is that Bills Josh Allen or is that just wild? That's wild. Honestly, I, I'm disappointed in the Bills' performance this year. I I think that they're underperforming of late. Um, can't close out games. And dude, look at Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, before we get to Minnesota, Minnesota, shit, but before we get to Minnesota, Bills, like, Phil, we talked about this last week, too. They can't run the ball. No, they, they can't. can't. And they're up 14, and they have no choice but to air it out, and that's just stopping the clock. Yep. Uh, a stat that I saw that's pretty interesting is since week six at Kansas City, the Bills have yet to score a second-half touchdown. So three wow. games. They haven't scored a second half touchdown. Like they just can't finish games right now. I mean, Josh Allen's their leading rusher, which, yeah, Lamar is leading rusher for the Ravens, but he's also carrying the ball 15, 20 times a game on designed runs or option. Right. They just have no run game. They haven't used Hines at all, which no. Kind of I mean, and Hines isn't necessarily a running back, but still, he can he can be explosive out of the backfield. Yeah. With, with his explosiveness and Josh Allen's power, like, I think they could do a lot in a run game there. I think they just don't care. They don't want to. Right. They but could when, They could definitely run some RPO with that. When it comes to playoffs, they got to be able to run the ball. Yeah. Uh, so but let's the, move to Minnesota here. They're legit. They are legit. Kirk O'Fuggins, baby. Kirk, are, Kirk Cousins dancing on everybody just like this, you know, keeping it tight. <laughs> you know, he, he he's – He's doing what Kirk Cousins does. He has to play at 1 p.m. There's no other option. I mean, it has to be 1 p.m. So Super Bowl might be a problem, but they're they're pretty good. Jay Jettas is uh, the best wide receiver in the league. Catch I don't know, of I think the it's, year. Easily. Yeah, catch of the year. I mean, I thought that was a pick. I'm sitting there watching it thinking they just picked him off. Yeah. Kirk Cousins just throwing it up for his best wide receiver, and he just snags it. Also, you like, into the game – Kirk Cousins gets stopped on fourth and goal. Bills get the ball back. Why? Why not take the safety there? Like, why? Why even risk that happening? Yeah, I thought the quarterback sneak was dumb as hell. I mean, for a team that only air raids it, like, why? One, why not even try and pass, make a quick pass to get out, or even just take the safety? And this is an issue in college, but I don't think it'd be anything in the NFL. The Bills just don't go under center. So that's, oh. that's a high-pressure, weird exchange for them. Allen got ahead of himself. He was too worried about just falling forward. Um, I understand why they didn't just take the safety because then they're also giving them the ball back. But 
but no timeouts. That was an absolute flop on the on the Bills. Yeah, the, they they fumbled the bag there. But it, it, hats off to the defense stopping them at the line. Yes, that was great. But they, Allen fumbled the bag there. I mean, that was the Bills' game to win. Up fourteen, can't hold on. They had to make some insane plays. Um, Minnesota's winning ugly games, but it's the NFL. You, a win's a win. You gotta look look at Minnesota too. They were buyers at the. I mean, they went out and got Hawkinson. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a great tight end. Great tight end. Uh, you know, it's another weapon for Kirk Cousins at one p.m. to throw to. And you also got to think like once again, their division is not good. So I mean, there's really competition. They don't really have to stress down the stretch of like to win this to get in. They can really kind of coast the rest of the way because Packers aren't going to do anything. We know the Lions aren't going to do anything. And unfortunately, the Bears definitely do anything. It leads us right into our next one, Ginner. Right into the next. Yeah, there we go. I mean, I've got a lot to say about. A lot to say about this one. Is it too early to say that Cole Komet, Justin Fields could be the next like Mahomes, uh, Kelsey type combo? I mean, this too is early. too early. Road. Too early. I'm, too I mean, early. I'm just saying like Fields is balling. Komet's his favorite target, finding the end zone. I mean, as a Bears fan, that's about as good as these games can go. You know, Fields' offense looks good and lose games, increase our draft stock. Fields, I mean, that. yeah, that's a great, that is a great point. I mean, you're not contending for the playoffs, so might as well get the draft stock. Yeah. It just looked insanely different the past three to four weeks. Yeah. You can still see the inexperience, like that pick on the, on the slip screen. That's just trying to do too much. Like that, then, you see Josh Allen, mm-hmm. a lot Brady, they throw at the feet and they just live to see another day. Young guy trying to be explosive, make something happen. You know, inexperienced, but I was, and I saw Romo talk his uh the crazy rushing touchdown that Fields had on the one yard line. Yeah. Romo was talking about it in the game highlights, and he was like, third and goal on the one. He's got three guys around him. He makes an insane play, but at the end of the day, he still has to throw that away. Because then you got fourth and goal on the one. You have either guaranteed three points or you go for it. Um, so I think the inexperience actually helped them there. But I think the, the Bears have to learn from the Ravens and just turn it into a Justin Fields offense. I agree. 13 rush attempts and probably nine of those were scrambles. I think they just – As someone that's watched them, all year, they've just done such a better job at like moving the pocket and playing to his strengths yeah. versus at the beginning of the year and then definitely last year, they weren't really using his strengths as well. Like he can throw the ball. We saw that at Ohio State, but until that part develops and he maybe gets more receivers and a better line, like uses athleticism, let him be a good athlete and then everything else will kind of fall into place. On the line yeah. side, uh, you know what you're going to get explosive offense. And terrible defense. Seeing all your horrible defense. What's up with DeAndre Swift? Did he just lose his job? He's done. I think that okay, so he's come back from injury. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. But I think that I mean, you saw it if you watched the game. He was visually 
pissed off. I yep. mean, absolutely pissed off that they are limiting his his counts and already in a three running back set where he's getting limited snaps anyways. It's just they if they want to even I get that they're trying to baby him back into it and work his way back. But if you want to try and contend games, Swift has got to be in there. I mean, he's so explosive. But if you watch that game, there are some plays where like he just blatantly missed holes. Like, yeah, his, his vision is a big problem. Screen pass, he goes down the sideline and he he probably gets 15, 20 yards. He cuts it back in and actually runs backwards into a defender. So, like, you know what you're going to get out of Jamal Williams. He's going to put his head down. He's going to run north and south like Swift. Like, yeah, you got that explosive plays, but you're also going to get those plays where he's missing holes and losing three or four. Yeah. I think that could be where, like, some of his time's missing. All right, move on, Jacksonville, Kansas City. Hold on, I got one I got one more thing. That hands-to-the-face penalty on Jalen Johnson that cost us a touchdown. We had a pick in the red zone. NFL officiating, figure it out. I mean, they. I mean, that's not the first one they messed up. We already went over the Bills game. Gabe Davis did not catch that ball. Oh, no. Oh. And, I mean, you want to call that a catch live, that's fine, but you got to review it. Like, <laughs> yeah. NFL officiating has been horrible this year. I mean, it's always through. through and through. All right, Jack Chiefs. This was my pick of the week. Chiefs minus nine, and they cut it close. They did. I think. I mean, obviously, Mahomes is Mahomes. They Clyde did not run the ball. I mean, he only had like what two attempts, if that. I think Pacheco's the he, guy. He now. Had, huh? Pacheco is the guy now. Pacheco is the guy. Uh, Clyde is losing his job. He had uh, four snaps all game. Yeah. I mean, Pacheco is 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 becoming the guy, and you're right there, Kenner. I mean, hats off to Jacksonville. I mean, keeping it, I mean, 10-point loss, there's a lot to look forward to in Jacksonville. I think that Doug Peterson's doing a pretty good job, and I hate to say that because I'm not a big Doug Peterson fan because he created freaking Frank Reich, and he sucks dick. But – um, you know, hats off to Doug Peterson. I think that this, like, we're going to look back in the off season. We were like, okay, this Christian Kirk signing doesn't make sense. But as the season's rolling on, it's starting to look like he's been worth every penny that they paid that man. Yes. Him yeah, have something. They traded for Calvin Ridley. Yeah. I mean, they'll have Ridley next year too. I mean, they've got a legit one-two punch next year. And a good running back. Yeah. I mean, their offense is kind of set. I mean, their defense is obviously an issue. But, I mean, their offense is looking good. Going forward, the um, Chiefs are still my Super Bowl favorite. Um, But, I mean, learn from other teams. Tennessee showed the script of how to beat the Chiefs. But the problem is you have to have a D-line. Rush three, rush four, drop, make Mahomes, nickel and dime, five-yard passes. And they get impatient. Like, I genuinely think Andy Reid gets impatient and he wants to take a shot. He wants he wants that big play, so is Mahomes. But Jackson did much better in the second half. Mahomes still threw for 331 and four touchdowns, but that's just average numbers for him. But Kelsey caught a touchdown, which was great for my fantasy team. Their, has had their numbers for the last two years. What's that, Phil? Kelsey caught a touchdown, which was great for my fantasy football team. Yeah, he and Juju got absolutely slaughtered. That, did, and they picked up the flag. Yeah, I don't know how I don't they know how they picked up the flag. flag. He was knocked out. He was like this. Yeah, he he ended up like 
like Tua did. Yeah. <laughs> but like that was blatant cookie cutter head to head contact. Oh yeah. Close receiver. Should have been tossed. Yeah, but it I don't know how they picked up the flag. That makes no sense. But I'm I'm sold on the Chiefs. I'm all in on them. You guys wanna move over to the, the Giants and Texans? Giants, Texans, yep. I mean, the Giants, granted, is the Texans, and I know they're, like, squeaking out wins against teams that are necessarily not the best, but, like, just kind of like the Vikings. They keep winning. They, they're they doing what needs to be done. The plot, they're running the ball. They're playing good defense. I legitimately think the Giants could be a scary team to run into in January and February. Like, that's a tough team to beat, especially if you have to go to New York. With their style of play, like that's a tough team to beat. Yeah, they're they're not gonna blow you out, but they've proven that they can win games, and nothing makes me happier. I'm not a Giants fan. I'm I have no connection to the team, but seeing vintage Saquon after yes. the injuries and everybody sold on him, like 35 carries, that's what we needed to see. Love it. Fantasy team loves it. Yeah, and Texans are dead. Texans are dead. There's not Texans are dead and they need a quarterback. I mean, it's, I mean, Milster for, th- for 320. Hey, but he's not going to take you anywhere. Yeah. How, I, do, how do you know that? I mean, he's, he's performed with absolutely nothing around it. Like you said earlier, there's a lot more holes on this team than quarterback. Absolutely. I mean, this Texans need a lot more than quarterback. They're, it's going to be a while till they're good. They're not going to be able to flip the switch like the Jets or the Bengals have the past two years. They're going to need a lot. I will say did a good job in this past draft. Defensive backs, they did a good job. So they're kind of on the uh, right track. What's up with freaking Pittsburgh winning? Oh, my goodness. He changes that defense. It's, it's, It's amazing to me that at one guy, it changes their entire defense. Especially a guy at that position, not a linebacker, not a safety, yeah. edge rusher. He just – he wreaks that much havoc. It's, he does. And Andy Dalton's terrible. Andy Dalton is not the answer. I don't know why they're not playing crab band, but they need to be playing crab band. I think, I think he's banged up. That's, that's the only thing. That or they're tanking. I mean, they got to be tanking. I mean – there's obviously, like the Saints, we know, like they're a team that probably is a quarterback away from being relevant, and definitely, in the, especially in that division. So, I mean, if you lose this year and you go get yourself a Will Levis, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, throw him on that team with Kamara. I mean, heck, Jawan Johnson had a great game. Yeah, and so, got some pieces, and then. Obviously, Mike Thomas maybe comes back next year. Who knows? I mean, he's just a pussy because his toe hurts. Hey, man, Brian Robinson got shot. He was back faster. Yeah, Brian Brian Robinson gets shot, and then Mike Thomas has a toe injury, and he's done for the year. And I would put the Saints in the opposite category. All they need is a quarterback. Yes. Kamara, Olave, Mike Thomas, if he comes back. They got Honey Badger on defense. Um, their, their defense is always good. Yeah, their, de- their defense is always good. I don't know about Dennis Allen. You're playing a Steelers team that's not going to light you up. Like, Steelers scoring 20, that's a stretch. 
and yeah. Kamara has eight carries, like you can slow play the Steelers. And you got to make again TJ White. You got to make him respect the run. I mean, he's just teeing off. But for uh, that was a toilet for, na- for Najee fantasy owners, they love to see that though. Like him kind of have a decent game. I know he didn't get in the end zone, but it with the year he's been having, like struggling, it's needed. Big. I think it's a big win for Pickett too. Yeah. Not Pickett fan. I don't think I'm he's gonna. Sold on, I'm not sold on him yet, but you never know. He could be like in a Justin Fields situation. Very Big. true. Because their their offense is just as bad as the Bears. Yeah. Last year in terms of play calling, theirs is not good. So. All right, we can bounce to the game. I know you guys want to talk about. I just want to start by saying this. Notice that I know I'm 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 gonna drop this word. Fuck Bill Cower. Okay, <laughs> fuck him. Because he talks all this crap on TV about Jeff Saturday can't coach and Jeff Saturday can't do this, and it's disrespect to the coaching organization. Well, screw that. Screw that man, because he coaches and then goes right into doing analytics and TV stuff with no experience, j- jumping all those hoops that everybody that goes straight into that does. Okay, th- those people work their way up, and he just jumps the hoop, just like Jeff Saturday did. And he he has no right n- to talk about that. Anyways, uh, congrats Jeff on his win. Uh, it's a big win for the Colts. Yep, I'll go on my little rant here. Um, if you disrespect or go against Jim Ursay, you're an idiot. It's that simple. He said it himself. He doesn't know sausage, but he knows football. <laughs> That's that not no sausage. No sausage. sausage. But he knows football. So if you disrespected him or didn't believe in him, you're wrong. Uh, even as a Colts fan, I'm going to say this. Jeff Saturday, as a head coach, is not doing anything except for hyping the boys up. That's, that's what you guys needed, though. You have the coaching staff around the guys. Like, yeah. at the end of the day, he's doing what Frank couldn't, and that's just get the get the boys going. I mean, and if you got a guy that you want to play for, it's so much easier to go out there and get a stop on third down or get that third and two that you can't. So, I mean, like, just that little change may be what sparks the Colts to sneak in as a wild card, you know? Yeah. I mean, you never know, but – JT looked amazing. It was nice to see. Yes. It, I'm not going to lie. I was a little worried. As a fan, I was too. And I think it has to, to do that. with our – I think it has to do with our offensive line. I mean, the line play has been horrible. Better this week. Jeff it was. I mean, Jeff Saturday, yeah. Coincidence? I don't think so. JT's a one-cut guy. All he has to do is hit the hole. One guy missed, and he's gone. And we haven't seen that all year. So, that was very relieving. Also, receiver receiving core look good. I think Paris Campbell is could be something legit uh, if he stays healthy. Obviously, yeah. when Matt Ryan, I think when, yeah, Matt Ryan. I mean, he looked like Lamar out there. I mean, let's just be honest. He looked like Lamar. Um, I think we need to go ahead and just cut QT after that little frick up that he had. But. That's just my opinion. He's worthless. He doesn't he, – he, that was his first reception of the year, and he fumbled. Um, but I like what I saw out of the Colts. I mean, it's a it's – a, I hate doing this comparison because I'm a huge Purdue fan, but look, when, when Tom Allen came into IU, 
he was a hype man, and that's all he is now. He doesn't call plays. He doesn't call offense or defense, but he was a hype man, and he got the guys to play around him, and they were successful for a year or two. I mean, that's kind of what Jeff Saturday is doing. It's not working now, so we're not we're not making the full comparison, but that's like kind of the comparison. I will say, last thing on this game, the when Big Q picked up that fumble in the end zone, I mean, that's not the most frightening sight you've ever seen. Get that man in the backfield, let him tote the rock a little bit. I mean, come on. Yeah, I don't, I don't really have anything else uh, to add to that game other than go Colts. I got one thing. Actually, I got two things. First, Parks Frazier. Don't know anything about the guy. Called a great game. He made it so simple. I think it's since he's so young, he has a college mind. Get your guys in space. And that's why Campbell is so good. That's why Taylor is so good. He also, I don't know if you guys saw the uh, video from the locker room of him speaking. He looked like a little kid. And he had no idea. <laughs> he does. He's like, yeah, way to go, guys. Like, yeah. And then he had a conversation with those guys all year because he's the assistant quarterbacks coach. Oh, yeah. I mean, and he's 30 years old. He's, <laughs> he's a baby in the NFL. Yeah. And then uh, before we move on to the next game, Bill Cowart, you can lick the back of my ball sack. Yes, sir. All I got. Can we talk about the, the most sad game of the week of uh, Rams-Cardinals as Cooper Cup is now officially out for a few weeks? I mean – and one of the worst football games, I know the score doesn't dictate it, but that was one of the worst football games I think I've watched. In yeah. That, that wasn't horrible. The, the Tennessee-Denver game was really hard to watch, too. Well, any game with Russ is going to be hard to watch. I mean, that yeah. guy is but terrible. I don't know what's up with the Cardinals. I don't know if it's Cliff. I don't know if it's Kyler. Um, Colt McCoy played pretty good for when was the last time he got a start. Maybe a spot. Texas. Last year, two years ago, yeah. But – and they, they ran the ball. And I mean, D-Hop's going to – D-Hop's going to D-Hop. I mean – Yeah, he's legit. He – I he's hope – going to win you fantasy leagues if you were able to ride out and sit out that six games. I mean, he's been incredible since he's come back, and I think he's going to continue to ball out no matter who the quarterback is for them. Yeah, that, that's just – both those teams are dead to me. This, I don't know why the Rams are terrible offensively. Literally nothing changed except for Odell, but they didn't get Odell until halfway through the year, last year. Yeah. I think it just has to do with, you know, Stafford coming into the year, that injury, it lingered for a while, lost his confidence. I mean, their offensive line's awful. Yeah, it's bad. They, I mean, they can't bad. run the ball and they don't even try. We can. We've talked about this already, but it continues to be a theme. Like, you can't run the ball and you're a one-dimensional team. Yeah. How much success can you really have? I mean, Kansas City and Kansas City uh, had, what, 58 pass attempts against the Titans and only scored 20 points. Like, and then they run the ball. Tennessee made them one-dimensional. Better complete offense. Yep. Yeah, I think that game can kind of be relevant. That division is pretty sad this year. You guys want to hop on Packers Cowboys to finish it out? Yeah, Packers Cowboys in the Sunday night game. Oh yeah. I mean, I didn't watch this game. I just I I watched the tail end of it, but I mean, the Cowboys gave that one away. I mean, yeah. Dak had a few picks that I mean, obviously ended up costing them. I mean, um, Packers stink still. 
Yeah. Chris Watson. They're a bad football team. Finally got it together. Still a bad football team, but, you know, CD Lamb. They had a great game. Pollard's. I've seen Pollard with 22 carries, too. Pollard, I'm telling you, number one with Zeke out. Yeah. He's the clear cut, honestly, in my opinion, with Zeke back. I mean, he's better than Zeke. That that may be a hot take, but he he is not as fat and he runs the ball hard. He can catch passes and make plays. He and that's I think he it brings more to the table than what Zeke does. They're paying Zeke all this money and Pollard's doing a lot of the work. And I think Jerry Jones has too much pride to do anything about Zeke because he paid him all that money. Agree. I agree. And in the in the state of the NFL now, like there's really only what two, three running backs that I'm like, yeah, that guy's a key part of our offense. Maybe four. And other than that, like you can just rotate them in and out and still have success. I mean, look at the Chiefs. Um, I mean, the Packers do it. I know they're not having a ton of success. The Niners are doing it even with Christian McCaffrey. So yeah. I mean, being able to mix and match your running backs, like you don't need that clear-cut number one guy anymore. I think uh, I think you're right there. I mean, looking at the teams that you know without that without a running back, uh, Tennessee, Cleveland, Indy, and Minnesota, Minnesota. Oh, and the Giants. Yeah, those five. So five. So five guys, if you take – those are the five teams that have to – I mean, with those guys, without those guys, they're, you know, not even close to being the same team. And the argument could be made, you could take the Colts off that one this year. I know JT's like a once-in-a-generation like type guy, but, I mean, this year with how their offense has been, and I know new system now, getting Frank out of there, but, I mean, even this year when Deion Jackson is filled in or even Philip Lindsay, they've been able to still produce – to a similar extent of what he was doing. So, really, you can right. off that list. Sunday night game. Niners get it done in an ugly one. Um, what the what the hell, Justin Herbert? Does he – I don't know what's up with him. What the, I mean, I'm starting to think he's over – I mean, I think he is overhyped because he has a lot of hype behind him. I was over – I was always a Herbert over Burrow guy. I don't know about that anymore. It feels like sometimes he just leaves his game on the bus and forgets, like, how to play football. And, like, at some point, like, give him the benefit of the doubt, he doesn't have a healthy roster. Like, he doesn't have a full, like, his full receiver receiving core. But – And his coach is well, If Well, yeah. But if you're going to sit there and be like, you're an elite of the elite quarterbacks, like, we saw Tom Brady do it with Julian Edelman forever yeah definitely having good receivers is definitely important and i think that helps but if you want to be considered the elite of the elite quarterbacks you got to be able to produce with whoever's out and you have austin eckler like that dude's otherworldly yeah he had six carries yeah like give him the ball and no matter how you do it give that man the ball as much as possible all right i got something for you are the Niners a Super Bowl contender? Yes. Yes. I mean, look, looking at their division, the Seahawks are winning the division by, by one game. The Cardinals and Rams aren't even close to be – I mean, they're not going to make the playoffs. 
So then it comes down to Niners Seahawks. If it, the Niners should honestly take that division, they get to the playoffs. I mean, a lot of people hate on Jimmy G, but he's he's done it before. He's taken them to a Super Bowl. I yeah. mean, he didn't look great yesterday, but they got McCaffrey, Debo, Ayuk, and that defense is like you're talking about the formula to beating some of the teams, especially on the. I know they'd have to get to the Super Bowl, but on that AFC side. You got your four pass. I mean, their D line is elite. You throw their D line and they can drop seven, eight guys back in coverage and still get pressure. I mean, that's a team that you don't want to run into in the playoffs. Like, that's a tough game to win. What the hell was the 49ers front office thinking offering Jimmy G a backup quarterback contract? I think. I, I hate saying this. I probably shouldn't, but Trey Lance getting hurt was the best thing for the 49ers team. He could be legit, but Jimmy G can run an offense. And that's all it takes. Oh, yeah. That's all it takes. With the weapons he has, like, yeah. like I said earlier, you just don't lose the game. Like, yeah. you don't have to go there and win it. Just don't lose it. Yeah. All he's got to do is not turn the ball over. You get, Realistically. You get McCaffrey, Debo, Brandon Ayuk had a good year. You get them in space. I mean, Mitchell had 18 carries. He outcarried McCaffrey yesterday. We're forgetting about Kittle. Yeah, and Kittle. I mean, think about what the Broncos did with Manning at the very end of his career. Yeah. They took him to won a Super Bowl, and he was past his prime, like not, not really doing much, but he was able to throw those short passes and let his elite receiver. He got to the game with a gurney. I mean, <laughs> he hobbled out there. Just, just let your elite playmakers – Make plays. I I think Jimmy G is a fantastic quarterback for that offense. And other maybe teams, I don't think he fits well. But for that team, like he fits what they need perfectly. The Niners are a dark horse. I I don't think you can call them a dark horse. I mean, they were in the the championship last year. If you look at their record, yeah. But you got to count. They got one loss to Chicago in a monsoon. Yeah, and they're yeah. Really legit. Like that game is irrelevant because that was like, I mean, nobody could played. Yeah, that was that was a dangerous game to be played. Honestly. Yeah. So I mean, I'm, they went to the NFC Championship last year. Like they they're not a dark horse. No, not at all. If I legitimately, if I had to pick a team right now that I felt most confident in making it to the Super Bowl out of the NFC, I really got to say probably the 49ers. I'm being dead serious. To, yeah, I mean. I, I mean, think, maybe the Eagles, but even then, like, they match up really well with the Eagles. Eagles are legit. Yeah, I think it's Eagles, Niners, and Bills, Chiefs, and I know those might be the hype boy picks, but that's just what it is. All right. Do a little chatting about some college football here. Yeah, we'll slide off this one and get over to college football. All right, let's hop into some NCAA football. Um, quick one here. Ohio State beat the brakes off IU. It's unreal. Marvin Harrison Jr. is looking like the best receiver in the country. Yeah, he, he needs to be drafted by the Colts next year. As a fact. As in two drafts from now because he's only sophomore. If they don't draft him, I will be pissed. I will be knocking on Ursay's door. Yeah. They got yeah. they got to draft him, and then two years after that, they got to draft Arch Manning. Yep. So we'll have to tank one year. <laughs> it's it's in the rules that Manning's and 
the Harrisons have to be on the Colts. They do. Um, again, might as, well get, might as well get Ty's kid there eventually too. You mean? And Vinatieri's kid. He's yep. Hey, we're gonna have them all back. Have them all back. back. Uh, I think Ohio State Michigan games are irrelevant until they they play each other next week, like two weeks from now. So until then, as long as they're playing games, I don't think it really matters. And uh, Tennessee looked like Tennessee. Yeah. They, they beat the brakes off Missouri. I it's actually – And then they they stepped on the gas. Yeah, I, I watched that game. They did come out slow, and then they just told Hooker to take over, and he did. Um, they showed that they're still an elite football team in college football. So, So – what are we thinking for the fourth spot? Does Tennessee jump the loser of Michigan, Ohio State? I think they'd have to. I, if, you look, if you're comparing. Yeah, barring, barring that TCU wins out. Correct. So you take – you look at Georgia and then whoever the winner of the Ohio State-Michigan game is, mm-hmm. which is going to be better than that team. So that makes Tennessee's loss automatically better, in my opinion. I mean, Georgia is, I still think, far and away the best team in the country. I think they're 100%. I think they're going to win another national championship. So, that being said, I think Tennessee's loss by what? Two scores? Two touchdowns? 27 13. Is going to be better than whatever Ohio State or Michigan does. Yeah, even if it's close, like, in Tennessee's schedule is miles better than either of those. Two Big Ten teams. Exactly. It's it's just a bad year to play in the Big Ten. Don't sleep on that backdoor fighting Irish to sneak in the playoff. You know, still okay, shut three up. Lo- three loss Irish sneak in. Hey, I want to hit that. <laughs> um, Sam. But TCU. I mean, look. They're not they look good. I, I don't think they're going to lose a game. They, I, I think. If they lose, it's in the Big 12 championship because they're going to be playing a team again for the second time. But I think this week against Texas, they proved they could they could win an ugly one. Like, we've seen them outscore teams. And this week, they they, they showed that their defense can stop a pretty good Texas offense. I mean, Quinn Ewers is he's a dude. And they, that guy was looking confused out there. So, I you think – had a wild post with the percentages. Like, TCU has a 32% chance to make the college football playoff, according to ESPN. So you're saying that there's a 32% chance they went out? Is that what they're telling us? Yeah, I mean, I don't think – I think Tennessee may be the only one-loss non-conference champion to make it in because I don't think they, TCU loses the next two games. I think their loss comes – in the Big 12 championship. So if they're not a conference champ with one loss. If, yeah, if, T- if TCU ends up losing, it's it's going to be uh, both Big 10 teams and Georgia and USC. Are we, I mean, USC, one loss could be a Pac-12 champ. We also got to think about, I mean, Clemson and North Carolina going to be a one one of them is probably going to be a one loss conference champ and though Notre Dame has looked bad they're still a top 25 football team if that's yeah. both their losses that 
that's messed like that is messed up. North Carolina's getting hoed. Yeah. Clemson, Clemson, UNC play the same exact schedule and they have the same loss. Yeah. And, and UNC looked better against Notre Dame than Clemson. I was about to say, I'd argue that Clemson looked worse, like way worse. Yeah. UNC. Drake May is a dog. I was about to say, at the end of the day, college football boils down to who you got leading the charge. Yeah. I mean, he had 520 total yards and four touchdowns. Why is his name not? Why is he not in the Heisman conversation? Like, I keep seeing C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Blake Corum, and I'm not seeing anything about Drake May, and that dude is balling. He is. It's, he's legit. Legit, legit. I – talking Heisman, I, it's just – it's who you play for. Like – I saw something. Yeah. I don't know the exact stat, but percentages of, like, guys that win the Heisman in the last 25 years – Coming from a non-top five team is like twenty percent. Yeah. So as of late, you have to be in the top five to win the Heisman, and I think that is off. Like Heisman's got to go to the best player in the country, and I think it's Drake May. Yeah, he's doing everything for that team. I mean, because their defense isn't stopping anybody, so he's got to outscore everyone, which he's done. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from C.J. Stroud, but look at who he's throwing it to. Like, Harrison and Agbuka have 10 yards of separation every single time, and if they don't, he can still throw it up, and they're probably going to catch it. Exactly. And I, Downs has had a good year for UNC, but he's, he's, he's not Harrison Jr. or Agbuka. And if they had Smith and Jigba as well, that's a scary team to play. Yeah, game over. Do want to give a quick shout-out to Vanderbilt for winning their first SEC game. Who knows how long? I think it was like 25 games, 26 games. Be number 24, Kentucky. So, shout-out Vanderbilt. Known baseball. Known baseball school pulling out and getting a football win in the SEC. You know, Not to talk about, but, you know. Good for them. Good for them. Good for them, you know. Hey, if we're doing shout outs, big shout out to the Boilermakers this weekend going into the Fighting Illini and beating them. Um, if anybody really cares, Purdue is in a four way tie for first in the Big Ten West, and they do have the tiebreaker over Minnesota and Illinois. Um, so if Iowa loses, they will take number one. Um, it, Purdue really fumbled the bag in losing it against Iowa because. We could be winning the Big Ten West, which ultimately doesn't matter. and can get smacked by yeah. Ohio State, but it'd be cool to get there. Gives um, you a chance. You, you, yeah. you booking Ohio State over Michigan? Absolutely. Really? I don't know. I'd put it down right now. Michigan is fraud. They are fraudulent. They are not a good football team when compared to the elite of the elite in college football. Michigan is good, though. I mean – they're good, but you throw them against, I think, any of the top 10 teams currently. I don't think they – I don't think they keep – Well, yeah, I mean, it comes down to what you said earlier. If you, Who's their guy? Yeah. Blake Corum, he's a stud. He's a stud, but – People I mean, people underappreciate Stetson Bennett, but, like, he's actually, he's actually legit. He just doesn't do the flashy stuff. Except for that touchdown he had. That was sick. Stequavius Bennett. 
But I mean, he he's leading the charge in Georgia. I I don't see Georgia losing. It's just not. I no. Their their defense is good. They run the ball. Bennett is doing everything. Cousins Junior. It's it's cool. It's cool to talk about all the CFP and like who's gonna get in. But it's Georgia's. It's Georgia's natty. Yeah, beat themselves. And when it comes down to it, I mean, we talked about it last week, Curtis. If it comes down to it, and let's say TCU loses the title game, the conference title game, they're going to be out just because Tennessee is going to bring more. Yeah. To the city, I mean, they're going to bring more money. They're going to bring more fans. It's just it's if they can it's how if it is. Hit, if they have the opportunity to put two SEC teams in, they're going to. Yeah. Now, it's going to bring more revenue. Tennessee doesn't deserve it because I think they do. But they're a really good football team. Yeah. I mean, if I go back to that ESPN percentages, I got pulled up here. Alabama, 15%. With two losses. There's I can't think of a any way that they get in. I can't fathom it. They're not better than North Carolina, who's nine and one. I said Georgia Georgia would have to lose one of their regular season games and then lose Alabama and SEC championship. Isn't LSU going to play? T- LSU is eight and two, ranked at six. Oh, yeah, they already, they already yeah. locked that in. It's LSU. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, Bama has a zero. Bama's not – Bama can't get in. There's no way. I don't I don't see how it's possible. Other the only way they – I can see them sneaking in with two losses is if they want a conference championship because that apparently is a big deal to the – Playoff committee, and, and they should have. I mean, they should have lost to Ole Miss this weekend. One hundred percent. They did not look good. Their defense is bad, like, which is rare to say. I feel like we've never been able to say that. And Tennessee, Tennessee mopped the floor. Like, yeah, it was a close game, but Tennessee put up forty nine points, and then Georgia holds them to thirteen. Like that. That shows the the spread between Georgia and Alabama. That's the thing. One quick thing, college football. Pains me to say that DePaul beat Wabash this weekend. If anybody else did not see that, I mean, kick the shit out of them. Yeah, I was about to say, they did not only beat them, they disrespected. So they take the conference title for all of us, all the Indiana fans. Uh, DePaul takes the conference title, takes the bell back. Sad day for Wabash. Sad day. Sorry, Connor. Um, I do want to say real fast before we end college football that I feel like we say this a lot, but is this not the perfect year to have a 12-team playoff? Yeah, no, it is. Like, there's a lot of teams. If you look at – so, obviously, there's Georgia, and I'd say probably Georgia and Ohio State, that top two. After that, there's a lot of teams that I could see playing competitive games. I mean, we saw even a three-loss Notre Dame not to bring them up again because they're out. But a three-loss Notre Dame team played Ohio State the best that they've been played all year. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is a year where this, a 12-team playoff would largely benefit, one, that's a lot of money for college football, and two, that'd be a super competitive. Yeah. I mean, what? you got I – know, I know Oregon's lost to Washington in a – pretty thrilling game actually but like besides their georgia game i mean washington's not a bad team Pennix played out of his ass 
but Oregon could be as all year. I'd, I'd put Oregon up against anybody not named Georgia. Yeah. So like if they could sneak in 12, they didn't even need to be 12. I'd be cool with eight. Like, I think USC deserved a shot. They lost, USC lost to Utah when Cam Rising had the game of his life. I mean, also, I mean, USC is going to have two losses by the end of the year. Let's not forget. They do have to play the absolute unit that is Notre Dame. Come shut up. <laughs> I'm just saying, you put Notre Dame against a good football team, and they are the 1980 something fighting Irish. You put them against Marshall. Marshall, and they look <laughs> little tights. Yeah, totes. It's a totes. Looking at games next week. <laughs> Pretty weak spread across next week's games, except for USC UCLA. Even though UCLA just dropped a game, and then Oregon Utah, which is going to be a great game. Um, maybe this is just recency bias, but I feel like Oregon sells the bag at the end of the year every single year. One hundred percent. I feel like they lose a late game every deal. year. Yeah, because every year I feel like we're like. Can they sneak in? Like, can they make something happen? And then they kill and, you know, just kind of ruin it. I will say a game that I'm going to have my eye on is Michigan-Illinois. Despite Illinois dropping that one to Purdue, I still think that could be a tough game for Michigan. Yeah, I'll take the Michigan minus 18 on that one, Gitter. You think? I don't know, man. I think that that could be a tough game to run through them. Their defense is legit, too. I know they played Nebraska last week, but did you see Nebraska's offensive stats? I mean, they might have played middle schoolers. They had, like, 50-something cards. They did play middle schoolers. That Nebraska football team is very bad. They had 56 passing yards, and their leading rusher had 39 yards. I'm just saying. I'm not saying it's going to be a – I'm not saying that Illinois is going to win. I'm just saying keep your eye on that. that yeah, I mean, it, it's, that's that's a that's a dicey one because is Illinois is Illinois going out for a revenge tour because they just lost to Purdue or like oh shit our season's over. True. I mean, I guess they are still playing for the Big Ten West. Yeah, I mean that's, that's def- they need Purdue to lose. Northwestern that's this weekend. Just a, I'd keep my eye on that game. That's all. Let's go Iowa or let's go Minnesota this week playing Iowa. Purdue needs uh, Minnesota to Utah, win. Utah and Oregon do also play. I know Oregon did just play the game, but Utah is still definitely a good uh, football. Is team. Cam rising back? I don't know for sure. Because that's all that matters for Utah. They're a good team, but if he's not playing, then they're dead. Um, USC, UCLA, over under, you want to guess what it is? Uh, it was like 60-something. 75. Five. Wow. Yeah. A lot of defense played out in the Pac-12. 75. And, I mean, that's that's where USC wins out and some miracles happen. They sneak in, just get kicked by Georgia. Yeah, I mean, like we said, these teams are going to be fighting for that full spot. But at the end of the day, do they really want to get beat by 35 on a national stage? So, I the two three game is going to be the competitive one. I'd like to see them, if possible, even if TCU wins out, 
find a way to not make the Tennessee Georgia rematch in the semifinal. I don't know if you can jump Tennessee over TCU. I don't think. I see what you're getting at. Because I, I want the same thing, but I'd like to see personally the two best. Because I'd, I'd like to see the two best teams play in the championship. And I think the two best teams are Tennessee and Georgia. But I mean, I think the only way we get that is if TCU loses and then they bump, they'll bump Tennessee to three and the Big Ten loser to four. Which I think, I think would be awesome. That's going to sneak in and lose the Big Ten championship. I just think, I think the, I mean, they, they're, they're saying is always, we want the four best teams. We want the four best teams. All right. Well, your four best teams are Georgia, Tennessee, Ohio State, Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what do you think, Phillips? What do you got for us? Just a bystander. I'm just a bystander right now. Purdue fan? Just here. Just, just Purdue fan. I follow a lot of Purdue. How O'Connell play this weekend? He sling the pill around. Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> big, big Purdue fan, and didn't even watch the game. I was occupied I with the Wabash DePaul game, so I was a little intoxicated and I could not follow. Putting them down. O'Connell had a good game. I think he had like two fifty. That's like him. I mean, yeah. We have 70. He had 237 with – he had 237, three touchdowns and interceptions – one interception, sorry. But Mockaby had 106 yards and a touchdown on 28 carries. Wow. So, Purdue ran the ball. Uh, n- not just a Purdue bias fan, but a, a guy who will probably be able to make it in the NFL is Payne Durham. Tight end. Dude's – Dude is insane in the red zone. I mean, he had seven catches for 70 yards and two touchdowns last weekend. I mean, he's just a red zone threat, and he runs really well. Same with Charlie Jones will be able to make his special teams guy. Hot take. I do, I do have a quick question, though. I guess if we can have a little, uh, little debate here before we end up or end this thing, but I know my answer, but I'm biased. Uh, Brock Bowers. Michael Mayer. Or Michael Mayer. Best tight end in the country. Where are you going? This is uh I mean, I'm biased as well. I'm an entertainment fan. And so I'm I'm watching those games over Georgia games. I think um I I heard some people talking about this too. I think it's more of a Kittle Kelsey situation. Bowers plays a lot out of the slot and his numbers might be better. And then also Notre Dame doesn't really throw the ball that much. But if you're looking at complete tight end, Mayer's able to keep blocking. Yeah, yeah. I would say Mayer complete, but, like, I'd put Bowers more in the Kyle Pitts area. Two different styles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, Definitely Kittle. it's Kelsey Kittle, but out of college. Yeah. Definitely Everybody has no an argument. Answer. Definitely no wrong answer there. I was just curious to what your guys yeah. thought. And in the, in the Kelsey podcast – Travis said himself, he's like, Kittle's a better tight end than me. I'm just in the better system. And he, he, said, is. he told he, he told George, he said, you're too good of a blocker. You're ruining your receiving chances. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else? I think that's all I got.
I got one last thing before we end, before we leave. Let's hear it. End us on a good note. End us on a good note. Let's have a good week, boys. Have a great week. Have a great day. And fuck Bill Cower. Bingo. Colts <laughs> are beating the Eagles on Sunday. That's all I got. Yes, sir. Let's go. Hey, Bears got the Falcons. Cole Komet, Justin Fields. Basically going to be better than Pat Mahomes and Kelsey. You can book it for this week. Thank God. All right, yeah, that's a good place to end it. We'll be back later in the week where we will preview the NFL games and the NCAA football slate, maybe dive into a little NBA. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's my specialty. Maybe even throw a guest on the show. You yeah, know, maybe, we'll maybe bring a guest. Never maybe know. You're going to have to see. Never know. <laughs>